Welcome to Taking the Pulse, a healthcare and life sciences podcast. I'm Amanda Loveday, filling in for my colleague Heather Matthews, along with Nixon Pruitt healthcare attorney, Dara Coleman. Hi, Amanda. And it's great to be here with Dara and our guest today. Joining us live in person is Ryan Lair. He is the managing director at AMB Wealth. Ryan specializes in analyzing the financial aspects of middle market acquisitions and divestitures, as well as executing dual diligence strategies designed to identify key risks considered in M&A transactions. He has advised private equity firms, public companies, and strategic parties across industries, including healthcare, life sciences, and technology. In all, Ryan has directly participated in more than 100 M&A transactions with an aggregate transaction value of more than $2 billion. Ryan, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. So AMB Health is known as a thought leader in healthcare investment banking. Start us off and tell us, our listeners and Dara and I, a little bit about how AMB approaches healthcare investment banking and how AMB is different from other investment banks and uh, private equity firms that do this kind of work. Amanda, you know, there, there are two questions there, and so I'll, I'll start with the, the last one first because both of them are uh, questions that we get asked a lot. And so maybe for your audience, it would be helpful to break down the differences of what we do in investment banking and private equity. Private equity, you know, uh, to kind of in layman's terms uh, explanation, is really a partnership with the sole strategy to make investments and acquisitions of privately held companies you know, for the purpose of generating a return for its partners. They do that uh, over what is typically a three to five year you know, investment horizon. And that return is generated through scaling the company, professionalizing the organization, and ultimately accelerating the growth profile of the company today. So they are investors. Investment banking and what we do as a group is mostly advisory. So think of financial advisors uh, to companies, boards, and ultimately the stakeholders around the, the, the premise of raising money. And so that, that capital raise, so to speak, can be you know, issuances of bonds, uh, the sale of securities for uh, the acquisitions of companies, or possibly uh, the divesting of the company itself. So we are advisors to the company, and uh, where we differentiate ourselves from other investment banks is really twofold. One, our focus is solely on healthcare and life sciences. So we approach this you know, sector and our advisory mandate with what we call economies of knowledge. So we want to know from the ground up in areas that we want to be key advisors in, you know, soup to nuts about the operations of, of these companies, but also about macro factors, investors, uh, strategies, your credit climates and environments that might create headwinds and tailwinds and also you know network with with folks like yourself and next and Pruitt to understand regulatory aspects and reimbursement challenges so uh, we we bring value to the table by you know hitting the ground running in healthcare the second part of that is our focus on what I would call as the lower middle market 
So that could have a broad definition uh, in terms of value or size of an organization. But by focusing on that and that being our our kind of core day-to-day activities, we know that we're approaching you know, companies and working with companies that don't have robust accounting and finance departments. You know, it's often physician-led, which blurs the line between blue and white coats. And so very much a you know, clinically uh, or physician-anchored uh, strategy still. And so uh, we want to educate along the way we're not trying to bring Wall Street jargon or Excel financial engineering to this, but we want to explain, you know, various aspects and you know what to expect through a process of uh, of M and A, and really make sure that you know all parties are aligned. And you know, through that alignment, we what we refer to as our kind of white glove approach to advisory is you're getting all of A and B. So it's we're not pushing a lot back to you know, the stakeholders or the operators, it's we're, we're trying to take on as much as possible to allow them to continue to run the business. It's not be a distraction, uh, but you know that, you know, they have a team and support in their best interest in mind. Um, Ryan, thank you so much for that explanation, because I think that really does distinguish A and B from some of the other um, financial services that we're familiar with. And so I would like to take a deeper dive um, to learn more about how you target um, your healthcare um, clients and also clients who are in the life sciences industry. And also to learn a little bit more about services that you offer beyond just um, those advisory services and investment banking and brokerage, but also in the corporate and employee benefit services um, to suit those individual clinical needs. Um, Because you've described it more as a partnership so that you can avoid distractions so that your clients can continue doing their clinical services. Do you mind educating us a little bit about your role? Yeah, so A&B is really a financial services firm. So there are multiple strategies underneath you know, our, our company's purview, one being investment banking, other is asset management, you know, professional services that are adjunct to that. So we, we are able to bring a lot of kind of financial expertise to the table. And when you're talking with, you know, a, a board of physicians uh, via physician group or providers that have different expectations and desires as part of a transaction, we're able to kind of match those, uh, I would say, outcomes or goals with different expertises within the firm. That might be outside of investment banking, right? So strictly kind of M&A advisory. Where we you know, target, so to speak, uh, clients within this healthcare ecosystem is we, we are not uh, everything to everyone. We want to be a value-oriented advisor to those that are looking or thinking about some sort of transaction in the future. A lot of this is is developing a relationship and trust up front. Uh, so there's no expectation as you know we have initial discussions that you know we are the partner for them. 
uh, that there is, you know, a thought that we're, we're going to the market immediately. And so it's just really real relationship oriented. But with that, you know, there are themes in healthcare uh, and life sciences that we want to be, uh, you know, key, key knowledge leaders in. And so uh, it's, I think we, we start with a top-down approach in terms of that regard for uh, canvassing clients. Most of our initial conversations are with uh, owners, physicians, or providers that are thinking about some sort of succession or estate planning in their, their own personal life and looking to take the company you know, t- to its next chapter in its growth life cycle. So we're helping them kind of determine is today, is today the right day for me to execute on this objective or should I wait down the road where I have the right pieces in place to maximize the, you know, the outcome of, of any sort of process. So timing is key, right? Timing in is all key. these conversations. Yeah, and I think probably what uh, is the biggest takeaway when we have initial conversations is that there's no pressure on our, and we want to be, uh, you know, successful across the, you know, the board with stakeholders. And if they have goals and expectations for, for a process or an M&A event, and those expectations can't be met today, then we're helping them think about what pieces do we need to have in place for the execution of that in the future. Ryan, that's really interesting. And you talk about goals and A and B Wealth's core principles focus on knowing the clients, appreciating concerns, and also being willing to work diligently and I assume uh, adapt to whatever is going on, whether it be in the industry or across society to help them meet these goals um, that they have. So as those demands change with your healthcare clients, how do you guys adhere to their needs, but then also your core principles as well? Healthcare is a constantly changing and evolving environment, especially over the past two and a half years. And so our ability to stay focused on specific sectors and themes within this allow us to adapt and be flexible in our approaches throughout advisory. It also allows us to be connected to to a network, either uh, other advisors, investors, those that are participating in this ecosystem you know, indirectly or directly to understand themes and navigate through, through that. And so that's kind of the, the focus, I think, is, allows us to, um, to help in what is a very challenging you know, space with, within our economy. Knowing the clients is also going back to, you know, our focus. So we don't want to be everything to everyone uh, a shallow and, and wide pool, but uh, it, we, we want to be very direct and transparent with our, our clients and, and prospective clients around you know, what they should expect in, in terms of challenges. And so uh, being, having that upfront transparency is helpful when we're talking about what is important to them and what they're seeking to accomplish. Oftentimes, 
when we think about M&A and investment banks and what we're trying to accomplish is maximizing value. And so that is definitely an important factor in all of this to stakeholders. But it, there are other softer intangibles that you know, we want to make sure we're covering as well. And those could be you know, le- legacy continuations or uh, em- employee it, situations or, or culture at the end of the day. So uh, making sure that, that we're upfront about that, what that means to a process, what, you know, what that means to the investors. And so when we're receiving proposals or, or talking about this and getting you know, close to um, signing a deal, so to speak, all of that is really laid out and everyone is pointed in the right direction. And so, you know, post close the the company can execute on its on its bigger vision. So Ryan, you have certainly identified lots of um, intangibles that make every transaction unique, right? Because these smaller practices that may have legacy concerns, um, may be very different from others that are looking solely at maximizing value. But I would like to know if there are certain things that you can project based on your experience that might be um, identifiable opportunities and also identifiable risk as a general um, prediction across the industry in healthcare from an investment banking perspective. Um, just as a general rule of thumb, recognizing, of course, that there are going to be individual, individual and unique factors um, that are going to arise in each specific transaction that you deal with. What are some things that you might predict? If you had a crystal ball yeah. um, that, that you would predict over the next five years? Uh, unfortunately, I, I left my, my crystal ball in, in Charleston, but there are themes, and you, you know, especially coming out of uh, the past two and a half years, uh, and there have been some large healthcare you know, headlining transactions, right? So if we, in broad strokes, and we think about, you know, what is happening at a, at a macro level, uh, I think the, the biggest opportunity is meeting the patient where they are today in driving care, albeit services or testing or research into the home. And it's, easier said than done and a, and a lot of these um, these themes were, were present even before COVID but I think we've, we've seen an acceleration and really patient behaviors and expectations are changing right wow. and so that is coming to a forefront so there are opportunities I think no matter what size of you know a company or organization you have where you can create more patient engagement, patient stickiness, uh, you know, really a continuity of care with with your your patient or your your customer. At the end of the day, this is you know consumerism is, is driving a lot of this uh, to to meet your your patients really in the home. And this is a you know a strategy or not a strategy, but a, a theme that we've been seeing over the past decade, right? So. What, what has been going on, you know, outside of distributed healthcare within a hospital, you know, the push into more outpatient services to lower the, and bend the cost curve is now taking that one additional leap from outpatient into home. 
uh, I think that's a, a huge opportunity across the board, no matter you know where you're operating in in healthcare or or life sciences. Risk, you know, without being able to talk specifically about a, a sector or theme, I think maintaining status quo is probably the the worst case here. Uh, it, it, yeah, everyone was forced to, to take into account some aspect of technology in their practice uh, or, or business. And so it, you, that, that forced adoption uh, was a benefit in that you, you had to move away from what you were doing in the past. But today, the evolution of uh, expectations and, and care and delivery is changing daily. And so I don't want to use the term dis disruption lightly because this is you know, uh, not a, an easy place to, to make change. But I think, and you, you've had past uh, speakers here that are really making a difference and are, are thinking outside the box and ultimately you know, making it a win-win for patient, you know, company, and I think ultimately you know, our society in, in general. So uh, status quo, yeah, it's, it's huge risk. I don't think it's unfair to say that we've had some disruptive elements. Um, so I think that's a fair assessment. We're definitely in assessment. a disruptive time uh, for sure. And healthcare definitely saw a lot, the largest aspect of that over the last couple of years. Um, so we have a couple more questions for you, Ryan, uh, before we let you go today. Uh, one being, you know, AMB offers a lot of services, one of which being a production and uh, delivery of white papers. Uh, can you talk to us about what's available, how it helps clients, um, and what they could expect from that type of service if they worked with AMB? So that, we spoke earlier about, you know, I would say how we approach sectors and themes of advisory and that's really with economies of knowledge and having a, a fundamental and foundational understanding of the areas where where we want to be uh, advisors within and that all starts before we even build a network or reach out or have conversations with with research and developing an understanding one you know, what is making the, the sector and its whole tick and move forward. Uh, but we're also looking into, you know, regulations. You know, we're, we're talking with you all to understand, you know, what's coming down the pipeline in terms of that. Are those challenges, headwinds, are they tailwinds? You know, if we think about Stark issues and refinement there. Uh, we also want to understand staffing and, you know, the demographics of, of a patient or, or consumer uh, with, within these, these sectors and themes. And so all that goes into these white papers that we use uh, to, to develop our theses around where you know, healthcare will be in the near future and, and far out uh, future. And we, we make those readily available to our, our clients for relationship purposes. I think it, it's helpful to substantiate our, our claim of wanting to be uh, knowledge experts in this. So, you know, helps uh, bridge uh, that trust gap that we actually, you know, have some understanding of, of what you know, the, these companies are, are facing today. And we we are constantly refreshing our website 
and LinkedIn with insights, you know, that this could be around regulation where we think, you know, what this could mean uh, to, to parties that are, are involved in, in healthcare uh, or sector research themselves. And so there's a constant refresh on the website and LinkedIn around that. And I'd also you know, recommend if there's something out there that someone's interested in, we likely have a library uh, of research around that and, and happy to share that. So you know, reach out to anybody on the AMB team uh, specifically for those requests. Well, Ryan, unfortunately, we are running out of time. You have been so generous to share a wealth of knowledge with us and to educate us about the um, very specific services that you can offer to tailor um, the investment um, banking and advisory services to clients within the healthcare and life science um, sector. And so we just want to thank you so much for being with us. And I've learned a lot in our time today. I'm sure that Amanda probably feels the same way. This is very educational and I'm very grateful. Um, thank you so much for coming. Yes. Thank you, Ryan. And um, thank you to everyone who has joined us for this incredibly informative conversation. We'll see you next time for another episode of Taking the Pulse, a healthcare and life sciences podcast. <laughs>